0: If you could support the podcast in any way it would be greatly appreciated follow the link in the description to make a donation your support would help us keep the show on the road throughout the intercounty season. Donna Sullivan you're very welcome back to the Kerry Football Podcast how was your weekend did you enjoy the match and you were on um, duties as well as strictly compensing weren't you?
1: <laughs> I was yeah I was I had a busy Saturday Adam um, we go swimming there as a family to Tralee on Saturdays and uh you know we I, I got out of the pool it's up in the north campus in the in the Trilly it, it sorry the mtu now, should i say a uh, beautiful lovely hydrotherapy pool up there i don't really like the cold them so the nice warm pool suits me um and i thought i was in plenty time you know coming down to the game and uh my wife dropped me off at the around mcdonalds there uh, uh, that that turn off there and um i strolled the way down and of course got to outside the the Tech park and it was it was Bedlam, and I, 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 you know, I knew that there was talks of a big crowd coming to the game, and obviously a big Armagh crowd had travelled, but, jeez, little did I realise it was going to be that manic, but of course the game was delayed by 10 or 15 minutes, was it, I think, 10, 10 or 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes. and, uh, you know, walking in then, it was a great buzz around the place, um, you know, the Ostenstack Park was full, I hadn't seen it that full, Jesus, even in my playing days, Adam, I, I can't remember it being that full, to be honest, Um and, of course, look, the game turned into what it was. We'll talk about that in a minute. But then afterwards, I had to shoot out to the Gary house. Yeah, the, the Kiel J.A Men's Club joined up with the MKL Gales Ladies Club. And they put on a fantastic night, uh, Adam, of, of Strictly Condensing. It was absolutely brilliant. They, it, I think they sold over 650 tickets. They had huge online voting as well. They made, you know They had a great night. And uh, I was a judge for what I know about dancing now, uh, Adam, which is very little, but I must say I had great fun. The great Mary Jo Corran was a judge as well, and we had great fun. So um, it was a great night. So I was late home Saturday night, but uh, a busy day, but well worth it.
0: I was going to ask, what are your credentials as a, as a dancing judge? Are you a mover yourself?
1: Well, I actually did Strictly myself for uh, another oh, yeah. uh, Bay. The Bay um, Community Council did two Strictlys uh, in 2018 and eighteen and nineteen. And I did it in nineteen, the pre-COVID one. Um, I never thought I'd do something like that, to be honest with you, Adam. But uh, a local, a, a neighbour of mine here, a local girl, Sharon, asked me would I would I go and do it. So I said I would. And you know, the first couple of weeks I thought, what am I doing here? I haven't I haven't a step in my in my head, like you know. And but uh, I have to say, under the guidance of Jackie Mahoney, there she's a great dance teacher. Um, you know, you were up to speed in no time, and we had a great time. So I think that's why I was called in for my. Uh, my my dancing uh, uh, expertise, Adam, but uh, believe me, it's 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 not something that I'm um, I'm I'm proud of to be honest with you. I'll stick to the football.
0: Yeah, do you remember back in your playing days, playing with Kerry when you went on nights out? Were there any good movers amongst all the boys or
1: were they all Oh, geez, where do I start? Where do I start? Darren O'Sullivan. I remember after we played. I think it was did we play Tipperary? In a Munster Championship game in Killarney one Sunday, and uh, of course we were left out on the Sunday night. And uh, I remember myself and Darren having a bit of a dance off upstairs in uh, oh, geez, where was it? It's the the, the it, it's still there, but it's not called the same name anymore. It's it's next to the Grand, but you had to go up steps into it.
0: Social 15, No, I'd say it would have been it would have been Mustang Sally's before.
1: That's the one Mustangs is right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jesus, we 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 had a great time uh, up there. Darren is a brilliant mover. Um, who else was a good mover? Yeah, Killian Young was a good mover. Paul Galvin could 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 strut his stuff when he wanted to. But yeah. uh yeah, we'll we we'll leave it there. We we uh, we certainly won't uh, we certainly won't be going on to the, the 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 strictly come dancing. I know we talked about Aiden O'Mahony a few weeks ago, and like you never saw Aiden on the dance floor, and yet he turns around and wins strictly. So I saw I suppose there's hope for us all, really.
0: Um... <laughs> So yeah, look, we've a lot to get through today with the Armagh match last weekend and the Toronto match coming up uh mm-hmm. this, this weekend. Um but before we get to the Armagh game, we have to mention the ladies again. Again, we're coming on talking about another another great victory for the ladies. They're five out of five now. I might just bring up the league table here because they have they have um qualified for the league final already.
1: Yeah, it's some going, isn't it, Adam? I mean, look, we keep seeing it, but at the start of the year, you know, and look, maybe it's just support. We're seeing it um we obviously, we're not privy to what goes on inside in the ladies' camp um, but maybe Declan Quill and Daryl you know, you know, quietly maybe looked at the league and said, you know what, we don't fear anyone here. Um, they had, you know, two tight games in their first two games against, um, against Waterford and Mayo even though they led the Mayo game by quite a bit but just got pegged back towards the end but still won it by a point. What I mean since then, they've blown Donegal out of the water they've blown uh, Dublin out of the water and like you'd say okay Donegal aren't going great as you can see from the bottom they're at the bottom of the table so that win would have been expected probably but I mean to beat Dublin quite handily then oh, in Austin Stack Park playing fantastic football you're kind of going Jesus this 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 team are going well but I suppose the real test was the All-Ireland champions coming down now look we have to take it with a grain of salt that you can see from Mead's position in the league that they are down a lot of their all ireland winning team, be it injuries and people on travels and stuff. So look, even though the girls put up a big score the last day and won well, I suppose we have to we have to be careful to not to read into too much into, into, into the Meath game. But I mean, five wins from five, they've scored 87, conceded 60. You know, it's 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 good, it's a good time to be part of that camp, you know. And as we keep alluding to Adam, there's real competition for places. The only worry I would have, I suppose, and not to be, you know, um, putting a downer on everything, is that the teams I suppose that would be rivaling Kerry in the championship. So looking at that league table, there you're talking about your Galways, your Dublin's, your Corks, Mead will bounce back, Mayo will bounce back. Is they, you know, have they a lot of room to improve? Can Kerry go to another level for the championship? That's that's the big thing for Kerry. Kerry have probably played this league. Even though the two lads have rotated their team at times, Kerry have played their league with probably everyone that they have available. So when it comes to the championship time, you know, will the other teams that that Kerry have beaten so far in the league will they improve come championship? So look, we have to wait and see. And look, there's no nothing to say that Kerry can't go to another level as well. Um, so it's 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 great great times for the Kerry ladies and uh, in the national league final already. And now they can face into their next game against Cork, I think it is. Um, and, you know, they have, they have they already have their place in the league final, so looking forward to that, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, so they have Cork next up. That's on March 17th, so St. Patrick's Day. Then Galway away uh, on the last round uh, of the league. Mm. There's a bit of a break then. They've, they'll have a couple of weeks off. There's actually an all-star tour in between then as well, um, which is, I'm not sure about the timing there, but then the league finals on April fifteenth, so uh, that's a bit away yet. But as you said, it's great, great for them to already like a, like five yeah. games into to be assured of their place in the league final.
1: Yeah, and and it, it allows now the two lads they've been doing it kind of already, but it allows the the two last games now to to give Dara and Declan a chance to maybe have a look at you know another couple of girls that they mightn't have seen a lot of so far in the five games. Um, but at the same time, Seamus Myan, it's a famous quote of his winning is a disease, Adam. You you want to rotate, but geez, when you're in that winning pattern, it's it's you, you're slow as well to, to to break up that momentum. And but at the moment, any any girl they've given the jersey to has come in and, and and grasped the opportunity. So as we keep saying, that's priceless in a camp. And it's 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 it all augurs well for the girls come the league final and, and come the championship in the summer.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Look, it was a good weekend for Kerry football, the way Kerry, uh, the men's team, reacted against Armagh as well. Would it be fair to say that the intensity that Kerry brought to that that match compared to the week before was one of the, the brightest aspects of that performance against Armagh?
1: Definitely, Adam, yeah. I think it's the big takeaway from it, to be honest with you. Um, and, and Jack alluded to that after the game as well. Um, they got back into training on Tuesday night and they wanted to see a real... Um, reaction and their intensity and their tackling and their work rate it just wasn't there in Mayo and uh, they would, the lads would have been very disappointed the management would have been disappointed so no better way to turn that around than against a team like Armagh who are physically big strong men I know you know, there's a lot being made of who Armagh don't have at the moment particularly around the engine room of the team around the middle of the field um, but I thought Kerry really stood up to it um, they were patient they had to be Adam they had to be very very patient look as I said earlier, I got into Tech Park and there was a great buzz around the place and I suppose everyone was hoping for a real open game um, but it never materialised and and a lot of that was down to our man, let's be honest about it. They they set up like they were coming to try and ground out a win and get their two points and you know they they sat back in their defensive shape all the time. They gave us every kick out. They allowed us to have every Shane Ryan kick out um, and they just really tried to wear us down but we stuck to our task. There was times where we could have been a little bit more inventive, I thought. We could have been a bit better up front, which faced with the blanket defence. I watched it back again today, and we got joy when we injected a bit of pace through the lines. Uh, we, we did definitely kind of find gaps and get scores. There was just, we didn't do it enough. We didn't do it enough. But look, we did enough on the night to, to get the win, which was vital. And I suppose the, the reason why the game transpired or, or turned into what it did Adam was because you had two teams who, if they lost, you know, which Armagh have obviously, you know, they are look they would have been looking over their shoulder where pressure's off a little bit now for Kerry. One more win should do it out of the remaining three games. You'd expect them to get that win out of the three. Um, but the last night was just all about a reaction and getting a result and and they did that.
0: In fairness, Teramo, I thought they were actually very, very solid in defence, and they were so physical as well. Like, obviously, you come to expect it from from certain teams, but like, I couldn't get over how how well they were up for it in the sense that they didn't go for it; they they sat back. But whenever there was contact, like, they were really very physical. The way they marked the two Clifford's was very impressive. They were just completely in their face. Yep. They obviously had a screener in front of, in front of David Clifford as well and he, thought he I think he was very frustrated, I'd say, trying to get on the ball. But like, it's as physical an opposition that I've seen Kerry come up against in the last few years.
1: Yeah, and you could see that what the plan for uh, Armagh was in defence was they went with the man-markers on David, Paddy and Shawnee and the rest were just told to hunt the ball. That's, that's what the rest were told. Yes, they had the screener in front of McCambridge, whoever that they kind of rotated that at times but everyone else was going after the ball. And you could see that, that was, it was very, very effective. You know, they turned us over quite a bit, especially out around the top of the D, you know. But that was when we were trying to go through the centre. When we got it out wide and we had the bodies out wide and we could get down the corridors and down the lanes and moved it a bit fast, we were a bit slow moving the ball. You know, the, the the mantra that, and I know we used it with the under-20s when we used to come up defence against a defence like that, Adam, was patience but with pace so you were patient when you came up against the defence but you still wanted to move the ball at pace and I just thought Kerry were patient but they didn't move it with enough pace the last night like a couple of examples where we did and we got joy was particularly in the first half we moved it down into the far corner I was in the terrace so we moved it into the far corner to David he got the ball Paul Murphy made a great darting run in off and quick slip of the hands and Paul kicked his point uh, Shawnee Shea the one where it, Maybe could have been a penalty. He was just on the edge of the box. He did a lovely backdoor cut. I can't recall now who gave it in over the top to him. Not even Darryl Roach, maybe, or Pauly Clifford. And Shawnee got fouled, you know. Paul Murphy did the same after that. And I thought you have had a free in. Um, but they called him for travelling and a free out. So at times when we injected that pace and and, were, and we went down the lanes and created those opportunities, we did get joy for all the Armagh bodies that were back there. But certainly... They definitely zoned in on the three lads and everyone else was told to go after the ball and harry and harass and put pressure on and they did that well. But definitely, like, you know, Jack O'Connor would have been driving home to, to Drummond on, on, um, on Saturday evening knowing that he learned a lot about his lads and it was a great, great win in terms of, you know, the type of game that it was to come out with the win, the two points, will we'll stand to Kerry, I've no doubt about, it. will stand to them in the long run.
0: Let's talk about some of the individual performances. So after every game, I put up a, a link there for fans to go in and vote for their player ratings. So they can give every yep. player a rating out of 10. Here's what they came up with this week. I'd be interested to to get your thoughts on it. There's always a couple of ones that I think are a bit dodgy, but um, <laughs> let's see you know, what you think of that. Can you see that there?
1: Uh, you're, it started. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Right. Okay. okay so okay. I'll, just,
0: I'll just go through them there just for the people who aren't watching the video. Uh, Shane Ryan in goal, 7.3. Uh, Stefano Cumbar, 8.0. Jason Foley, 7.5. Tom Sullivan, 6.9. Graham Sullivan, 6.9. Tyg Morley, 6.9. Paul Murphy, 7.2. Jack Barry, 6.8. Barry Dan Sullivan, 7.3. And in the forwards, Darren Moynihan, 7.9. He got men of the match on RT. Uh-huh. Tony Shea, 6.6. Adrian Spillane, 6.8. Paddy Clifford, 6.1, David Clifford, 6.6, and Daryl Roach, 6.3. And then just in terms of the best sub for Kerry, Tony Braston got the highest rating. He kicked the winner, obviously, or what was more or less the winner it was a very important score anyway. 6.9, Tony got. The manager, Jack O'Connor, got 7.1 for his efforts. And then the best RMA player, according to Kerry fans on the night, was Jarlio O'Burns, who got 34% of the vote. Are there any ratings there to stand out to you, Sean, as being maybe off the mark, or is there ones that you'd agree with?
1: Yeah, I can't argue with much of that, really, to be honest with you, Adam. I think that's pretty, you know, looking back from when, you know, my initial thoughts driving home from the game on Saturday night and after watching it on TV, I would probably go along with that. Um, I think Stefan O'Connor had a very, very good night in the Kerry jersey. I really do. And he's a guy that I've no problem in seeing. You know, I think in my first podcast here with you, maybe, I I, I had yet, yet to see it from Stefan. No, I'm not seeing you know, that he's a nailed-on starter after the last night. But when I heard he was starting instead of Pa Warren, I was happy in terms of, I knew it was going to be a physical game and Stefan thrives on that physicality. I think it helped him so in so much that the Armaha forward line dropped off and allowed him to get on a lot of ball. So he was able to carry the ball forward. He drove through a lot of challenges, which he's well able to do. The size of him is he's phenomenal. Like, he was in front of me there in the first half on that side. And he's just... He's a huge man. So Stefan needs game time. Um, What he also did well a few times, Adam, was when he was not marking one-on-one, he turned and drifted back and he actually uh, swallowed up a lot of ball that that maybe Jason Foley would have broken out or Tom Sullivan would have broken out. And he was there to pick up the pieces, which any good half-back who knows how to read the game, if his man isn't involved in the play, where can I go to help? And in fairness to Stefan, he spotted a few red flags and a bit of danger and he went and cleaned it up, which is which is excellent. So it goes to show that you know, for all his physicality and his power, he obviously can read the game as well. So I was delighted for him. I really was because he's had a tough time with injury. Jason Foley, 7.5. I thought Jason was excellent. I mm-hmm. really do. He got called for a free there in the second half, where was it uh Turbot came out and kind of fell?
0: Yeah, and he t- fell on J- top of him. Kind yeah, of Jason yeah.
1: kind of fell, went in old. I mean, that was a very harsh free. know. I think uh, Reno Neal missed the subsequent free, but very harsh. I think Jason was excellent. I thought he really got a hand in at all times. Um, you know, he's he's your number three. It's, it goes without saying he's your number three. Paul Murphy was good, 7.2. Yeah, probably a little bit harsh on Tig. I thought Tig was probably a bit better than the 6.9. Mm, he went yeah. up and kicked a crucial score. Um, and Barry Dan O'Sullivan can, can, you know, I don't think Barry's had a brilliant league. He's probably had a consistent league. But definitely the last night, he he's worthy of that seven, seven point three mark. Um in terms of his all-round play, I think he got involved. He kicked a score in the first half, won a few frees, caught a few kickouts. so did his job. Yeah, he was probably out of the two midfielders, he probably did shade jack. But I suppose the disappointing thing for us was Bar Dara Minehan, who had a real, real industrial, industrious game at him, particularly second half. He got on a lot of ball, you know, did the right thing with it, was a link for us. Uh, got back and turned over some very good ball. Great tackle, actually, midway through the second half. Got a real hand in. Kerry broke in and just didn't have the bodies up the field to counter. Um, other than that, really, our forwards probably were disappointing, but you have to put that down to the Armagh defenders, Adam. They 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 swallowed up Shawnee, they swallowed up David, and they swallowed up Pawdy. Look, it was just one of those nights where the lads just couldn't get an inch of space off them. I think we have to still... Those three players, we have to still kind of wait a little bit because they're really just back. I know Pauly's back a bit longer than the lads, but I've no fears there that once the, the business end of the season comes around, the lads will be fine. But no harm either just to get a good test and and, and to win a game without the three of them at their best is, is is pretty good going, you know?
0: Yeah, I think the ratings are, are not too far off this time. I'd say they're pretty good. I probably would have Jason Foley a bit higher as well. I thought Jason was excellent. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Dara, I yeah. Like Mine and I would have had Dara as my man in the match as well. Although Stefan had a very good game, I think what Stefan did well and why the fans reacted to it well is that he was all action and he was all you know. He's really he's just has the capability of getting his hand into breaks and things like that yep. and spinning out of tackles. And he just I think he caught the eye in that sense. But uh, as you said, delighted for him because he's been waiting a while now to get to get a start. And and I think he'll do his confidence the world a good. I thought Jack Barry actually I know he was. He got six point eight there. I think he like in the first half anyway. He was really getting stuck in. He had a few, he had a couple of big shoulders and stuff like that. So six point eight, maybe it's fair. I'm not really sure. Adrian's is similar. I thought Adrian got around as well a lot in the first half and put in some big hits and maybe six point eight is fair enough. Maybe slightly, slightly, slightly higher he could have got maybe. But you're saying there like Paddy Clifford six point one, which is obviously, a... Very uncharacteristically low—a low rating for him, like he's normally one of the the higher higher-rated players by the supporters. But I suppose he just hasn't really—he hasn't—he had a very sharp break, first of all, between the club season and county season. Maybe, as you said, he just needs a bit more time to to get back into it.
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think maybe look, I again look, I don't—we don't know what's going on in inside inside the the camp, but you know, Paulie came back for the Monaghan game, you know, and was there did we really need Pawdy for the Monaghan game you know he came out and got that goal where he ran from the half or inside his own half and it was brilliant and great and he was back and look Pawdy might have who knows Pawdy might have asked Jack could he come back in maybe he he felt he would enough time off mm. but, but, but maybe he could have done with another week or so um, and do you know what he did the last night Pawdy was he took on he took on options that he never does he 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 forced a shot in the second half it was blocked down it was early on that's not Pawdy like you know that you know he knows that when when it's not on he'll just shift it and he'll move it and he'll go again and play little one-twos that there wasn't a whole pile of that out in the last night he just he looked like a guy to me who's just back he's training hard he's still a bit dead on the feet um but that goes for a lot of the lads yet you know the the Shawnee's the davids these fellas um who are just back um so look i i've no worries about them but definitely the last night it was a type of game that just needed that little bit of injection of pace, particularly when we got into the Armagh half, where there was two things. One, we could have played a little more kind of slippy one twos, you know, because that's where we could have, like, our was it one of our first sco- Dara Roche score early in the game, where we had some lovely hand passes. I think somebody even did a flick, a kind of a basketball flick. Jack Bar- might have been Adrian Splann, actually, and it fell to Darren and we got our score. That was that's the type of football we needed to play the last night little intricate little one-twos and running off the shoulder and also another thing we didn't use at all Adam was the mark the offensive mark now I know that look that's another discussion for another night I'm not a huge fan of it but it screamed out for it the last night you know with a packed defense like that okay there was a lot of our mad bodies back there but there was still pockets of space where if you got the ball outside the 45 to your Tom Sullivans your Paddy Cliffords your Jack Barrys Michal Burns is a lovely kicker when he came on he did try went into the corner Um, Darren got cleaned with a high tackle it was open for the mark it was open for the offensive mark if we had just got a couple of those and they're huge scores in a tight game like that but look all in all we can't be too displeased I know there was people around me and the terrorists who were as per usual giving out mad about kick it you know, in kick it in, in, kick, it in <laughs> kick it in and I was so close to turning around saying You can't kick it in. You just you can't you 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 can sorry. I'm kind of contradicting myself. now you can kick it in if the space is there and you can spot the gap and the runner is there for a mark say or, you know, a a ball like Burns played in the second half. But you you look up and it's very easy for us to shout in, kick it in. But when you're out there and you're looking to feed a ball in, you see all these black and orange jerseys. It's it's difficult. So I think Kerry will be quite happy with with their win and and how they went about it. But we'll certainly learn from it that if they come up against that again how to maybe play against it a bit better with a bit more pace, but again, you have to say that maybe Kerry are training so hard, maybe just the energy levels weren't there the last night, and again to win a game with, with low energy levels and your best players not performing is, we'll take it.
0: Nice moment for Tony and there when he came on and kicked that point. Did you have a good angle of that over in the terrace?
1: I was over in the I was down towards the the scoreboard in, so okay. he, was, he was up for me, but still what a, what a kick, what a mm. kick, I mean I I'd, I'd say it was nearly his first touch was it he, he, I, I couldn't remember him having, having the ball his hands maybe headed on the far side before but once that came back out to him and I mean it's not like he had all the time in the world to think about it because looking back on the TV again today you, you there was Armagh players coming in to, to put pressure on him and he got a lovely backlift on it and it just split the post and you could see he turned around to the crowd it was a lovely score for him especially I suppose Look, he, he didn't have the best of games above in Castlebar but then again none of the lads did really but I think it's definitely something that, you know, Tony is a poacher. He's, he's, he's an inside the 45-yard line, top of the D forward, like. And he's proved that with Croaks, especially in County Championship down here, you know, for so long in club championship. I know he was playing out a bit, out the field a bit for, for Kerry earlier in the league. And I think that was out of necessity, really, because we we didn't have Pawdy, we didn't have Shawnee. Um so he was playing a bit further out from the goal, but it's it's definitely his Tony's forte is that type of score, getting it on the loop, taking it off the shoulder, whether he's on the run or 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 look the last night he kicked standing, which you tell a forward not to do if they can, but but when he's got that type of class and that shooting ability, he needs to be in around the top of the D, around the arc there. That's where he get his scores, you know, and he's he's an intelligent footballer, so it was great for him, great for his confidence, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think when he got that ball there, he would have seen a lot of fellas snatch at it or maybe try and rush it when there was pressure on. But actually he did the opposite. When he got the ball, he just like slowed into his routine of kicking it. Like he just settled down and as you said, there was fellas jumping at him, but he still just kept his composure and lovely moment for him. I think it, it should be should do wonders for his confidence anyway, you know, if he gets Hopefully. another chance. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, you kind of mentioned the atmosphere in Sheree the last day in Stack Park it's sort of a a running battle between Killarney people and Chile people. Where should the matches be on? Obviously, (laughs) I have to be careful what I say because it really likes a body and these guys in town uh, giving out about me (laughs) if I I say Tralee's better.
1: Does body give out? I I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, No, but um, what what do you think? Like when you were a player, did you have a preference for where league matches were played? Did you enjoy playing in Tralee more than Killarney? Because obviously Killarney is a great venue, but it is very big for for league matches.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Yeah, look, I think for for the atmosphere for a league game, Tralee does probably trump Killarney for me. It's just a more, I suppose, it's a smaller stadium. Obviously, look, and 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 if you can pack it like it was the last night, there is a great atmosphere, you know. Now the game didn't help the atmosphere the last night, you know. It just wasn't played at the pace that, you know, the crowd could get up off their feet. There wasn't many times where we were up off our feet really, you know. Um, But in terms then of a championship game where you're going to pack out, really, really pack out, you know, a July Sunday against Cork then there's nothing like Fitzgerald Stadium, you know, um, and 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 there's, you know, only, for me, only Croke Park rivals that, you know, a summer's day inside in Killarney and the streets packed and the crowd, the, the stadium packed and, and, and you're playing your nearest rival, so nothing gets near that. But in terms of league games, I do think Tralee is probably, just trumps it for me in, in terms of w- when I played anyway. Um, players then would, would argue that Killarney with the open expanse of the pitch, you know, is better suited to, Probably better football, but I think from a whole buzz point of view and a whole atmosphere point of view, it's truly for me. Yeah? I'll be shot, I suppose, Adam, like you. But
0: yeah, no, I I am warming to, to it as well. Like I think when I started reporting on Kerry, obviously it's easier for me because Pistoia Stadium was over there. Like so, it's a lot easier for me. But yeah, um, no, like it, it is. I think for the for the for the league matches when the crowds are going to be smaller anyway, I think it does work mm. very well. And you know what's funny as well about the pitch, um. Cokes, who would be a good footballing team traditionally the last ten or fifteen years playing under Pat O'Shea and the side of football that they like to play, you would think as well that they'd rather play in the Fitzgerald Stadium, but they would always say that they love going back to Stack Park for some reason. So yeah, I
1: suppose
0: it's just uh, depends I think, on
1: preference. I think since they did up the Mitchells in too and put the covering, I think they the locals call it the shed now, do they? They're stolen that from from Cork City, but it's 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 added even more, you know, of a kind of a a real, you know enclosed atmosphere to the to the place. Uh, I think that, that that was a great, great call by, by closing that end in, then, you know. Um I don't know if they plans to do it down the other side eventually, I'm not sure, but if they did that, it would be a real, real, you know, kind of um electric atmosphere altogether. I'm not sure they mightn't have the planning to do that. But uh and I have to say uh, hats off as well to the groundsmen. The pitch was in fantastic condition and they've d- done a lot of real good work Tostensack Park over the last number of years and it's paying off now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I saw Jarrett Burns was up in uh, the Fitzgerald Stadium there a couple of days ago. he did gooch up with him and they pat pat the bag pat Patrick O'Sullivan. So I'd say they're they're chatting there about the redevelopments and what's going to come down the line for that stadium. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um. So look, that's great. Uh, coming up in part two, we're going to preview this weekend's match between Kerry and Tyrone. Canada. Look at the four players from Tyrone surrounding him, inviting him to hold on to it too long, waiting for a referee's whistle which never came. And he's out over the sideline, but the ball, the end sideline here, but the ball wasn't. Good work by John Bannon, the linesman. We've seen too many linesmen put up their flag, but that ball was still in play. That's Owen Brosnan trying to muscle his way through. It's like rugby. They're all over the place, chasing like a pack. Comes back to the free man end of McGinley. Darrell Shea trying to make a bit of order to midfield, but they're just putting it anywhere. And it's dual snatches it up. What have you seen anything like this? It looks like a pack of ravenous dogs, the way they're getting around the Kerry players. Fantastic spirit, fantastic enthusiasm from Tyrone. I'm here with Sean O'Sullivan. We're about to preview Kerry versus Tyrone on Sunday. Uh, Sean, I don't want to be bringing up too many bad memories for you, but obviously, Kerry and Tyrone, the rivalry sort of stems from around your era with uh, with the Kerry senior footballers. How would you sum up that rivalry? Is it fierce, like when it compares to Kerry versus Dublin, Kerry versus Cork? What sort of rivalry? How would you describe it?
1: Yeah, I suppose if you speak to some Tyrone people, they probably don't see it as a rivalry because they always beat us. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need to beat... I heard somebody go on about Dublin and Mayo being a rivalry as well. And look, I know they had great games against each other, but Dublin won them all. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure how you can call it a rivalry. And um, Let's just say the battles we had with Tyrone, yeah, they were they were they were tough games. Yeah, they were tough games. Um, I suppose look, the one that stands out was in my second year in '03. You know, it was it was a real uh, it was a real eye opener for us. Adam, we we had uh, I think we'd beaten Ross Common handily enough in the in the quarter final in Croke Park, and we had been going well. We'd obviously got to the final in two thousand and two, and we lost it, and we were trying to come back in 03 and and make up for that. And we were going quite well. I wouldn't say we were having a bad 0-3. We beat Limerick in the Munster final, beat Roscommon, but, jeez, we, we we had no idea what was coming on the tracks. And in that game, it was just crazy, crazy. And it was, I suppose, look, you can look back and say it was the best thing that ever happened to us because obviously Jack Jack O'Connor came in then the following year and knew what Tyrone had brought the, the, the game to and, and, and how they had changed the game as such. And even though Jack didn't want to stray away from Kerry's footballing history and the way we played the game, he knew that uh, we were gonna to have to change our template, I suppose, for want of a better word, and our, our approach to, to the way we went into those big games. Now, subsequently, we didn't see Tyrone in 04, and then we met them again in 05. Um, I, I was gone, I was traveling in 05, so I didn't get the chance to be part of that squad that that lost that final. I watched it from Australia. But again, not a whole pile in it, not a whole pile in it, you know. Um, things could have gone differently on the day for Kerry. Um, so there was only a kick of the ball in it, and and then obviously we we didn't see them again until the 08 final <laughs> when again they beat us, you know. So um, and I think look on that day, probably did deserve they were a the better team in 08, you know. They 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 just they played the better football, particularly in the last quarter of the game. So look, since then. I suppose Kerry have had the upper hand. You know, they've they've uh, they've met a couple of times in the championship um, until, of course, that infamous COVID um, semi-final from a few years ago, where where the game was called off to give Tyrone a chance and so on. Look, that's for another day. But overall, I think we both teams bring the best out of each other. And as 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 it as much as it pains me to say, they've got the better of us over the years we've always seemed to have learned something off it and improved from it. And um, right now at the moment, going into Sunday's game, you know, Tyrone, for whatever reason, we don't know, just haven't been the team that that won that All-Ireland back in uh, 2021, wasn't it? Um, They just haven't hit the heights. Um, Will it come eventually? You'd like to think it would with the quality they have. I mean, you don't turn into a bad team overnight. Um, so let's see, but, but right now at the moment there's something going on up there, and I can't put my finger on what it is because they have quality everywhere you look. So uh, let's let's see what happens on Sunday, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I watched back that 2003 final there recently. I don't know why uh, it was it was obviously a tough viewing for a Kerry fan, but yeah. Do you know what struck me about that game? And obviously the clip that is brought out every so often is that clip over by the sideline where there's mm. just hunting mm-hmm. in packs and really remarkable. I think people were always saying, geez, we've never seen this before in the GA or in Crow Park when there's been this much, I suppose, a swarm defense like that. That didn't really happen that much in the game. There was a couple of isolated incidents where there was like, you know, massive amount of tackling in a short uh, space of time where lots of players around surrounding one player. But what it was for me was they were putting pressure on everything. So every pass from out the pitch was pressurized, which yeah. led to, and obviously Kerry's game plan was to kick the ball in. When that wasn't working, Kerry, I suppose, didn't have the the wherewithal or the plan B to kind of say, well, we can't kick it anymore. We have to start running it a bit more and be careful with the ball. It was just every time Kerry got the ball, they were kicking it in. And it wasn't yeah. working because they were marking very tightly inside. Obviously, there, there's tough markers in there. So, And even then, when they got into scoring positions, they were being pressurized and the shooting was way below what you'd expect from a Kerry team on that, just on that day. But it was because yeah. of the pressure they were under. So yes. you could see... Oh, that would be a wake up call for, for the team to be like, and for Jack to come in the following year and say, like, right, this is what we were trying to do last year isn't going to work against this setup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right, they, they just uh, the, the, the swarming incidents were there, of course they were, but it was just that was like a blueprint. They, and our game was around the, the, the 2002 2003 season, Adam. Our game was kick it in because, geez, why wouldn't you? You had Gooch, you had Derek Caneda, Johnny Crowley. Um, you know, Mike sure, Frank. Sure, Mike Frank sure, why wouldn't you kick it in? You know, that like I was playing in the half forward line, and our our aim was was we got the ball, if we had any chance at all, we looked up and we tried to hit the lads and it worked up to it worked up to that point. Um, so certainly I take that on board. Um, but I think also that you know, it it definitely, as you said, opened our eyes, and when Jack came in in all four he brought in those guys that could bring you the plan B. So you had Paul Galvin's first season with Kerry, Aidan O'Mahony's first season with Kerry, you know, guys who could not only kick the ball well when they had to and deliver a good ball into the forward line, but as you said, they were able to run it when that option opportunity wasn't there. They were able to break challenges, they were physical, they could, they could break past the tackle and maybe create an overlap for a, 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 um, a guy going off the shoulder. So that certainly, the 2003 game, that semi-final against Tyrone, led to a kind of an evolution of Kerry football in a way in that, yes, of course, we still wanted to kick it in. We had the best forwards in the country inside the full forward line. So we didn't want to steer too much away from that. But as you said, we had to have the plan B. And that's where the likes of Paul Galvin, um, Manny, Liam Hassett, I remember, had a very good 4 as a wing forward. And again, that was Liam's game. Great kicker of the ball, Liam. But he could burst past the challenge because he was a real physical strong man. Brozzi, Owen Brozlin was the same middle of the field. Dara Shea, William Kirby, they all changed their game and, and, and they got the opportunity under Jack. Well, Dara was there already, but uh, Brozzi and, and uh, William Kirby, again, great kickers, but could break the tackles. And, and that's how they got into the team in 04 and subsequently won the All-Ireland. So it, 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 it forced us to change our game and, and have that plan B, as you rightly said.
0: I have to be careful what I say here because I know Tyrone fans for some reason. Like obviously, I I be on Twitter a lot and com- might be commenting about Mayo or Dublin or an opposition team or a Cork. <laughs> but when, whenever it's Tyrone, for some reason, it just doesn't end up well for me. There's always some sort of <laughs> there's some sort of um, backlash against the against it from uh, the Tyrone side. But look, what I will say is that obviously you have to give that Tyrone team great credit. They they did have a number on Kerry for those three championship games in a row. They won. They won three All-Irelands during that period. Uh, where I would draw the line is that there is a narrative that Tyrone were the team of the decade, and you know Tyrone had it up over Kerry for the whole decade. Like obviously the, tr- the three games in isolation, Tyrone deserve all the plaudits for, for for winning those matches. But the problem then is that Kerry won five All-Irelands during that same period. They got the eight finals. Tyrone only got the three finals, and they won three, which is great. But The argument that oh, Kerry never did it against Tyrone. Well, Kerry got to five other finals that Tyrone didn't get to, so they ended up beating the team that beat Tyrone, or beat the team that beat the team that beat Tyrone. (laughs) So like, it's just not really a fair criticism of that Kerry team to say that oh, you couldn't beat this one specific team. Sure, you can only beat them when you now obviously when they did play them, it didn't work out. But yeah, no, Kerry were the team of the decade, and I, I know it's. I don't want to get you to say that because you were involved in it, but like there's no denying it. Like they they got to eight finals and won five.
1: Yeah, I think I think if you stack it up like that and you you go you go by that, then I I would agree. But I suppose look, Tyrone people will, and at any time I've 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 a couple of friends from Tyrone, a, a, a very good friend that I met in my travels in Australia actually, who were still very close, and he'll still. He'll still always, I, I even spoke to him as recently as yesterday, and he'll still have that jibe about, you know, I, I, we were talking about Kerry coming up to him on Sunday and, you know, Tyrone were going bad and, you know, he threw in the jibe. sure we'll always beat you anyway, so sure you can never beat us, you know, so they'll always hang on to that and fair play to them, as you say, they, when, when when push came to shove, we couldn't beat them, they won their three All-Irelands, I know two of them were against us, one was against Armagh, but we can't take that away from them, but when you stack when you stack it up like that as you so eloquently did there Adam, <laughs> um I, I I won't argue with you. Yeah, we'll 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 hang on to that title of team of the decade anyway.
0: Yeah, let me clip this now and put it up on Twitter straight away. Uh, <laughs> no, um, so look looking ahead to Sunday, Carrier playing Toronto at twelve forty five, up in Oma, it's being televised as well. We've been lucky actually, because I think every carry match so far has been televised, and uh, in fairness, TG Carr are covering most of them. Um, so that's good news for Kerry fans obviously I, I don't think very many are going to make that big long journey I made it a couple of years ago myself on a, a Kerry supporters bus and it's a long all day especially if you don't get the result so um, look, looking at the players who missed out the last day going by what Jack was saying there's not many guys coming back in in time for this he mentioned Gavin White and Paul Ganey coming back in training but I don't think they'll be available this weekend so if I just bring up the team from last week again you might tell me what you think and would there be any prospect of someone else coming in for any of these guys do you think
1: yeah I heard jack um I heard Jack talking about um about the two lads yeah that they're back into training but but Sunday's going to come too soon for um for Gavin and Paul, which is which is fine you know that's fine there's still two league games left after after Sunday to probably reintroduce the lads at some stage in those two against um Roscommon and Galway. I, I can't I can't see them changing it too much to be honest with you Adam um, I I think he'll stick with that I think he'll stick with the back uh, the back eight the, 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 sorry the the midfield and and the, the six backs and Shane um, yeah I think they've all done enough there Stefan has done enough to 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 warrant another start um, the midfield pairing they've been our midfield pairing all through the league so far haven't they he, he they've they've Barry Dan and Jack they yeah. haven't. Uh, they haven't veered away from that. So I think that'll probably stay as is. Um up front. And you see, is is Dara Roach? I know he kicked a point the last night. He was in front of me there in the first half. He he worked hard to get out in front. He won some good ball in front. Did he do much with it? Not a lot. Got his score. As I said, would he would would Tony coming on getting that score? Maybe edge him in front for a for a, for a start, possibly. I know Donal Sullivan came on and punched a point. Maybe not. Maybe Donal will, will stay as an impact sub, I would say. Um, Adrian plan, I think, as you said, even though I, look, the rating there is 6.8, probably should be a bit higher. I agree with you. I think Adrian puts in an awful lot of work. He Unseen work, really, you know, on tracking back, similar to Darren. Minehan. Um, has he done enough to get another start? I think so. I think so, yeah. I know Adrian and Dara are in the team to obviously do that type of work, Adam, and get back and help out. And, you know, obviously, you know, when teams are attacking, for instance, down Adrian's side, Dara drops back into the pocket to give, in this instance, Graham and Stefan a bit of protection. And Adrian does the other, does the likewise on the other side with Paul and Tom. But I'd like to see a few more scores out of them, Adam. You know, at the end of the day, they are forwards. And I know they're they're tracking and they're doing that work. But I mean we need to be getting more scores outside of your day, your two Cliffords and Shawnee and whoever is in the other corner. You know, we need they need to start tacking some scores on the scoreboard. Um, I know Barry Den got one the last night. Ty popped up and got a score, Paul Murphy got a score. We all know Tom Sullivan, even though he was shooting boots were off a little bit the last night, he contributes with two, three, two, two two points, definitely, if not three in some games. So I think we need a bit more on the scoreboard from the lads, but. To be honest with you, I can't see, I can't see much change to that team. If Gavin and Paul were back and available, then possibly you could see maybe Gavin coming in somewhere, you know. But with, with them not available yet, I think I think uh, I think that starting 15 probably did enough to get another crack at it. Maybe Dara Roach probably under a bit of pressure. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'd go along with that. I well, I think Darryl Roach might be okay for this game, but I, I would say that yeah, in general, you can't see any of those fellas after the effort they put in the last day. And you know, obviously, it wasn't an open, free-flowing game, and the forwards maybe didn't get enough chances or take take enough chances. But having said that, I like like obviously Paddy, David, and Shawnee, like when when they're back in their 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 starters, like you know. And then you're looking at Adrian and Darrow. I think who both played well. Um, I I take your point there about maybe not getting enough points from certain sectors of the field. I'd be kind of concerned about that because we'll say if you take Dara and Adrian and Barry Dan and Jack Barry as a four across they kind of will drop in drop into that area of the field when, yeah. we're, when we don't have the ball, we'll say. Mm-hmm. We don't really get much offensively from particularly the midfielders. And like I think it's been an issue for Kerry for a couple of years that like we seem to be maybe containing, maybe holding our own against certain midfields against the good teams, but we never seem to be pushing on and causing them trouble. It's mm. always we're worrying about Brian Fenton or worried about Ruan or Deerman O'Connor or whoever else it might be. Mm. But we're not actually affecting the game. No, as you mentioned in an earlier podcast, we don't know what their instructions are. Maybe they're maybe those guys are being told to sit in and like don't worry about breaking breaking lines and getting up the pitch. Dermot O'Connor is a big loss obviously in that regard because he is the midfielder that we have who can, who can break a tackle maybe and kick, kick the ball over the bar but like we're talking about the All-Ireland Champions and a team that wants to be the best team in Ireland again this year you would like to see them be a bit more imposing offensively from the middle third players I
1: think Oh yeah absolutely and and and, and you need it like you, you need to have that danger all over the field and I get your point we don't know what's going on and what, what Jack and the lads Mihal Kirk, David Murphy are instructing the boys to do. And what Kerry do like to do is if if they do have those four across and they do turn the ball over, they absolutely give license to Tom, Paul, Tig, Graham Sullivan. We saw Stefan doing it the last night to be that to be that offensive, you know. Um Attack or that 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 offensive line for us and drive forward and the lads sit in and protect Tyg Ty Morley. I know drove forward the less and kicked the point, but Tyg is usually the one that stays at home along with Jason Foley. You know, so but certainly like I know Barry Dan kicked the point the last night, but I can't remember Jack Barry getting into a scoring position. I can't remember Daramain having a kick at the post. Adrian Spillane was about to have a kick in the first half but he was hauled back for a free, which I think was a David kicked over our first score of the game. So not only are we not getting scores from the lads at them, but they're not even in a threatening position to get a shot off. You know what I mean? And I know the last night was difficult. You had hardly space to breathe in uh, when you got inside the eight, the 45-yard the, the line. But we need to see more from them if we're going to win games. Um, you know, Dara got a goal against Dunid Gall from a turnover. I don't think he's scored other than that in the league. Um Adrian, did Adrian score against Monaghan? Did he, did he? I think
0: he got one point.
1: Did he? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. And, and I'm sure the management don't need us here telling them, uh, you know, they can see that themselves. But, you know, it's early days. It's early days. And, 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 and the lads, I'm sure, will, will come to the fore. I, I've no doubt about it. But certainly, for me, it's an area of concern. When, like a game the last night, when our real main threats were... Swallowed up, and let's be honest about it going into big games later in the summer in Croke Park. Teams are going to try and replicate what our man did the last day, they're going to have to try and swallow up Shawnee, Pawdy, and David as much as possible. And that's where the rest of our lads need to step in. Killian Splan is one guy we haven't mentioned at all. You know, so far it's been a disappointing league for Killian. You know, he just can't seem to break into the team when he's got his opportunities. He's just hasn't been the Killian that we know of. So, look, you'd be hoping that his fortunes might turn a little bit because Killian on his day is a fantastic scorer and can actually take pressure off, off the lads with his scoring ability. Tony Brosnan, can he now drive on from the last night after that great score? Donald Sullivan, I wouldn't be too, putting too much pressure on because he's still relatively new to inter-county football and he's young, you know. But uh, we, we definitely need to be getting more offensively from... All those lads that we just mentioned, and uh, I've no doubt it'll come, but we, we, we'd like to see it maybe now in the last three league games where we get more out of them, you know.
0: Yeah, um, so let's take a look at the Tyrone team that lined out the last day, um, just to see how they've been shaping up in uh, in recent matches. So, this is the team that they had out against Mayo. So, i just run through it there for the for those listening on Spotify. Niall Morgan in goal, full back line, Michael McKernan, Cormac Munro, Paula Kempsey, half back line, Cormac Quinn, Peter Hart, David Mulgrew, midfield, Brian Kennedy and Frank Burns, Uh, Connor Moyler, Con Kilpatrick and Joe Goose in the half forward line, and then uh, Darren McCurry, Cahill McShane and Dara Canavan in the full forward line. And the subs that came on then, Niall Devlin, Matty Donnelly, Rory Canavan, Kieran McGeary, Liam Rafferty. So some big names there that came off the bench. Um, Looking at that team, are you surprised that they are where they are in the league?
1: Yeah, I, I'm very surprised. Uh, very surprised, Adam. I mean, like you know, you look at you go through there, and there's a lot of the mainstays of that team that won the All Ireland in, in in 21. Morgan, obviously, we know his quality and what he can do. Hamsey, uh, you know, Peter Hart, Kennedy and Burns, Miler, um, Kilpatrick, and look at that full forward line. I mean, I mean, McCurry, McShane, and Derek, Derek Hennigan. I mean that that's 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 a match winning line in itself you know so I just don't know what's going on in, in in Tyrone and look you hear the same sound bites look when Kerry when Kerry were well beaten against Mayo you know and 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 probably didn't cover themselves in glory against Donegal, everyone was saying oh they're training hard through the league and you're getting the same from Tyrone you're getting the same little sound bites you know oh they're training hard through the league and and look the league isn't obviously the be all and end all and you can't read too much into it. But I think it's just that their performances have been so inconsistent. I mean, you know, they were well beaten by Mayo the last night and looked looked all over. But they had a good start, but geez, once Mayo turned the heat up at all and and started really getting their hands around the ball or on the ball uh, around the middle of the field and playing fast direct um, delivery into their full forward line, you know, own looked at sixes and sevens and you know, you you just worry about them. Like, you have... OK, you mightn't be winning games in the league, but you have to see some green shoots, some bit of positivity, you know, that you can take away into training the following Tuesday night and say, look, lads, we lost the game, but, Jesus, we were competitive and we played... This worked for us, you know, something that we've been working on the training ground, whether it be your defensive setup or maybe your forward structure when you're trying to break down a defensive setup or something. But at the moment, you know... They, they they have nothing to grasp onto. Um famous last words now, they'll turn around and beat us someday, <laughs> you know. But you know, I I I think, you know, it's 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 certainly alarming times at the moment for Tyrone, but the thing is they have time to turn it around. They've three league games left. What a game to get a bit of a confidence booster from to beat Kerry above an Oman from your own crowd. And then they have two games to try and keep their status in division one, you know. So that you know, a win on Sunday could give them that little boost. But uh, I think if Kerry can just go up and play with a bit of confidence and, and inject a bit of pace, especially into their attack, I I think if if you can maybe withstand the start of the game that Tyrone will come at you and just hold tough and stick together and 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 be in it in the first 15, 20 minutes. I think if you if you can gain confidence and 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 get your hands on the ball and and get the ball into our danger, man. I think you could you could make A because their their confidence is low, Tyrone's, definitely.
0: Let's bring up the league table there just before we make our predictions for this weekend. As we mentioned before the RMA game, if Kerry won that match, things would start to look a lot better for them, and that, that's exactly how it is. I mean, they're third now, two mm-hmm. points behind Roscommon and Mayo, and you see Tyrone there at the foot of the table, the only team uh, with two points. So, um, like... It brings up the question now, and I've seen this discussed elsewhere, is there any possibility that some of these teams towards the upper end of the table, especially the teams in Connacht who are out pretty soon after the league final, the week after the league final, Mayo and Roscommon are out, is there any chance at all that they'll consider, like, maybe, geez, we don't want to get to a league final, or if they do get to a league final, could you see them maybe not taking it as seriously as, as maybe a normal team might, or a team that's not playing champion the week after might?
1: it's definitely going to play, it's definitely going to play in their minds, Adam. Like, you can say it won't, but it will, because, um, look, as, as, as you know, as the league, you know, it's a, it's a national title, of course, but, you know, it's, it's at the end of the year, you know, the, if you have the league trophy in your cabinet, fine, but it's the Sam Maguire everybody wants, and you want to be right going into your first round of that. I think the Ulster, the preliminary Ulster Championship round is the week after the, the league final, the, the league final is April the 2nd, and I'm really certain the, Preliminary round of the Ulster Championship, which Armagh are in, as far as I'm aware, um, is on the following week as well. Now, look, Armagh probably aren't getting to a league final. I I I find it hard. Yeah, they won't more than likely. So yeah, I take your point. It it will it will play on people's minds. Like Kerry Kerry of Tyrone this weekend. Okay, if we get two points there, we're on six. Am I right in saying Armagh Mayo playing Ross Common this weekend? Is that is that right, or is it the following weekend?
0: I have to double check that now. Yeah, so I I, so, so the,
1: but but they they still have to play each other, from what I gather. So you know that 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 could play into Kerry's hands. Uh, Galway, we have to play who are on same points as us. Um, so you know it 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 does you know it, it does kind of fall into the the category that you know Kerry could could feasibly end up in a in a um in in a league final kind of unannounced to themselves really do you know what I mean um, now Jack said after the game on on Saturday evening that you know they didn't want to be they don't need to win the, those are his exact words we don't need to win the league this year you know uh, we just need to consolidate it. and I think we spoke in our very first podcast about Kerry finishing mid-table which would be which would be grand you know um, yeah there we go so so our Armagh have done a goal on, on Saturday evening like you'd expect our Armagh to bounce back and win that and there you have it, yeah. You've Ross Common and Mayo. So I mean, if if Kerry if Kerry beats Tyrone, we go to six. And if there's a winner in Hyde Park, we'll either go level with Mayo or level with Ross Common. You know? Yeah. So it's it it completely, you know, if if a, a win against Tyrone just completely opens it up again for you. Um just if you go back there, who are Galway playing? Galway playing Monaghan, is it? Must be Monaghan.
0: Yep. Galway yeah,
1: You'd probably expect Galway to win that, like you know, and, and Galway are in the conversation then as well. So it's it's interesting, yeah. It's it's definitely interesting from the Connacht perspective, and the Ulster perspective as to you know where 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 the league table um or where their where their ambitions are when it's the league goes down to the last one or two games, you know, and they may be in a potential position to go to a league final. We're okay because from what I gather, we if we were to get to a league final, it's the 2nd of April, but we don't play our first month of championship game until the 22nd. So we get to a league final and we have a nice break. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. yeah. To, and look, the league is, I think the league is our best competition. And when you have maybe it going down to the last day to see who makes the league final and you might have it going down to the last day to see who goes down. So that's what you want. As a supporter, that's what you want. You want a bit of, you want a bit of um, excitement in the last last couple of games. But once Kerry get their six points set, and which should be enough, then let the rest take care of itself. We'll we'll be happy just to consolidate, as Jack said on Saturday evening.
0: Yeah, and in terms of Rosscommon and Mayo, well, Roscommon in particular, like, yes, they're going to have an eye on Connor, but like, would you not be wanting to win if you're if you're Rosscommon, no, and not knock Galway or Mayo like Roscommon aren't going to win the All-Ireland let's call a spade a spade like you know it'd be a massive shock if they did and I know they're going very well but like to win Division 1 that'd be that'd be a serious achievement for them so it's hard to see them pulling up and saying all of a sudden oh geez, I don't know about this final that we we might possibly get to. I think it'll just be a case of obviously every team's going to go out and try and win their matches and when it gets down to the final day then they'll look it's going to fall the way it's going to fall and even Jack O'Connor is saying there that we don't need to win the league, but I can guarantee you, like if it's coming out to the last game they're playing, Galway to get into a final, they're going to try and win that match. You know, and yeah, they're going to try yeah. and win the final.
1: Absolutely, they'll play it big. They'll play it game by game. I would say and see where it takes them. Um I look, I I tipped Mayo from the very start, and uh I think I think McStay would really want to win the league. He will never come out and say it, but I I think for a new manager coming in, it would give Mayo a great lift. Which I don't know, is that a good or a bad thing for Mayo people, but um. I, th- I think Mayo would like to win the league so they're not going to be pulling up either that should be a good game Mayo and Roscommon especially that it's on in Hyde Park I think that that's that's that should be a good game at the weekend be keeping an eye on that one So um, and as I say once if Kerry get their two points in Oma whatever happens in Hyde Park is a good result for Kerry a draw obviously probably wouldn't be because it'd bring both Mayo and Roscommon to seven and Kerry to Kerry to six but still they'd be in the conversation so let's see Yeah, it'd be interesting to see
0: so before I let you go, what do you make of Kerry's chances on Sunday? It's obviously a tough place to go to. Um, do you think they can get another win?
1: I think they will, yeah. I think they will. As, it, as I say, I think they're they're playing Tyrone team who are lacking confidence. They won't lack in confidence against Kerry. They never have. They're at home in Oma. And look, it's a must-win game for Tyrone. Let's, let's be honest about it. It really is a must-win game for them. So you'd be expecting them to really up their performance. But I think Kerry will have... Learned a lot from Saturday night. They'll probably face a lot of the same issues in OMA with Tyrone dropping men back and making life difficult for them. As I as I said, I, I'd expect them to learn from it and bring a lot more pace to their attack. Um, they'll have an extra day as well, Kerry, to recover. They played Saturday night, and this game is Sunday. Even though I know it's an early throw-in, um, but I would say they, you know, they'll, they will they train twice this week, probably, but maybe. Hard enough early in the week, but maybe taper off towards the end of the week. I would say to be nice and fresh going up there, Um, because as much as you know, Saturday night was a good win for us, considering the type of game it was. You know, you go up to home and win, uh, Adam. You know, you you know the journey coming down there with two points in your in your back pocket, your league status more or less secured. You know, it'd be a great great win for confidence. So I think if if Kerry go with 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 a bit of a swagger and and Bring the intensity that we saw the last night, would just tidy a few things up, especially when we're, we're attacking. I, I I think we could win, I think we could win three four points on on the day.
0: Yeah, I'd be confident enough as well. I think the fact that Tyrone are, are kind of struggling. You mentioned earlier about the start of the game. I think that's going to be a massive thing because if Kerry starts strongly, you know this. You know the way it goes. If a teams struggling in confidence like Tyrone, and next thing the All Ireland Championship, the All Ireland Champions go five or six points. Yeah. It becomes a very difficult game for Throne, then, even though they do have home advantage. So, I think Kerry, if they give, if they put in the same intensity or the same work rate that they did in the first half against Armagh, they'll be in a really strong position at half time. And then I, I would fancy them hopefully to, to get over the line. So, listen, enjoy the weekend. Um, Enjoy the match. I hope I don't get in too much trouble now with Throne fans over the weekend, but I'll try and, keep, try and keep the head down a small bit.
1: Just keep me out, keep me out of it. Don't be tagging me in anything, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Up, up, carry. Hopefully, a good weekend.
0: Cheers, Sean. All the best.
1: Take care.